Welcome to Livelihood, providing tactical and practical tips for women who work. I'm Britt Larson, your host. It's honestly one of the hardest parts of having a job, quitting that job. And I'm not here to tell you that it's easy. It's not. It's really, really tough. But hopefully some of the things that I share today make it just a little bit easier. But most importantly, allow you to go through those last two weeks and transition to your new job as smoothly as possible. Did you know that several studies have shown that people who are working today, no matter what age group they're in, will likely have up to 12 jobs by the time that they retire. This is mind-blowing to me. My father, who I compare myself to because I'm just one generation removed, right, has had three jobs in his lifetime. I've had six. I've had to quit double the amount of jobs that he has even had. So we have to get better at this as human beings. We have to be okay with quitting our job because we're just going to have to do it more. Women especially, I know this is a stereotype, but we don't like disappointing people. We don't like having difficult conversations. We don't want to let people down. And guess what? That's okay. That's a sign that you're committed. It's a sign that you're loyal and it's a sign that you care. But like I said, while it may not be easy, it can be just a little less painful. I've been a manager for nine years now, and I've learned so much from people quitting in the absolute worst ways. And some of the things that I'm going to share, you may not think are that egregious, but from my perspective, they are because Every time you are hired by a person, a company, someone is taking a risk on you. And that is always true, whether or not you have an incredible resume and background, or you are green right out of college, or you have some amazing credentials. It's a risk. And so whether you've really put in your time and made your company a lot of money or you've invested a lot of your own blood, sweat, and tears, you both are coming to the table and acknowledging that it's over. And it's like a breakup. That's why it's so painful. So just like every episode of Livelihood, I'm going to share three ways to really make quitting as painless as possible. And a lot of it is like dating. But if you do it right, your employer will celebrate you. The whole point of doing this right is so that you leave, so that you still have really strong relationships. I can't tell you how often I have felt, oh, phew, I'm so glad I didn't burn a bridge because the world is so small. And I live in a semi-small city. People joke that Salt Lake City is small lake city because everyone knows each other. It's not a large community in a lot of ways, especially in the marketing world. There's not a lot of marketing and ad agencies here, but it's been crazy to me, the connections that I have run into from when I lived on the East Coast, from when I lived in Tallahassee, Florida and Washington, DC. You just don't want to leave with 
a bad taste in your mouth when it could have been avoided. And you don't want to leave anyone with feelings that are unresolved that were unnecessary. So I just want to start off by acknowledging the truth that it's no secret that people aren't staying in their jobs as long as they used to. Like we've already talked about, the average person will have up to 12 job changes throughout their career, but it could be anywhere between 10 and 15 jobs. That means you're doing this between 10 and 14 times. And I just want you to start off by acknowledging that it's going to be difficult to have this conversation and it's okay that it feels hard and scary and it's not probably going to be a pleasant experience. And so that's really not a tip, but before you start this process, I just want you to acknowledge that and that you need to be okay with that and you need to really accept that this is just one of those things about life that's hard. So my very first tip is that you should not ever quit without a genuine and respectful resignation letter that's written before you talk to your boss. This is a dying art, and sadly, I only can think of one time that someone who I've managed in the last several years Um, has done this well and has done this right. So here's how I would suggest that you do it. I don't work in your company and I don't work in your industry probably, but this is how I would suggest that you do it. I think it's really, really tough to have these conversations, especially, especially if you have a good relationship with your boss. And if you're a good employee, you probably do. And so I like to see the resignation letter as a script. I like to go into that meeting with it in my hands. And so I like to write it beforehand. I know it's going to be awkward, but I like to think through my thoughts and really prepare myself with this script. I've just had too many employees pop into my office, catch me completely off guard. I am not in any way prepared for the information that they're completely dumping on me and Then they're out of my office and have completely ruined my day and frankly, my month because then I have to go tell my supervisor and I've got to find their replacement and they couldn't even take 10 minutes to write a letter thanking me for the opportunities that they've had and ensuring that the transition is going to be smooth. So take your time. Remember that this is the last impression that you're leaving on your company. Use it to show your gratitude to your boss. This is not the time to remind your boss that you asked for a raise six months ago and you didn't get it. You've already decided that you're leaving your job. We're not talking in today's episode about using a new job offer as leverage to get a raise in your current job. This is about quitting your job and moving on to a new company. Quitting is never easy, especially if you've been a good employee. And that's why I love going into that conversation with my boss with a copy of this letter. And it helps me to stay professional and focused. And like I said, I can use it as a script. And then when I leave that meeting, and I'll mention it to my boss or supervisor in that discussion, I send it to HR. It's written out in an email. And then I feel like I've put in the forethought that I should 
to the transition. And I've told them, I am so thankful for the opportunities I've had here. My last day is X. I really want you to know I'm going to make this as seamless a transition as possible. I hope that we can stay in touch. I've learned so much. I cannot tell you the power that this has had in my career. I have so many uh, people in my past who I know would vouch for me because I've done this everywhere I've worked. And it hasn't made it so that these conversations are always easy. I've had bosses who have told me they're disappointed. I've had bosses who have said things that were really hurtful in these discussions. You know, they felt like they've put a lot of time into me and then I'm telling them that I'm moving on and it's hard. One of my favorite examples of how this really helped me was in my second job, I told my boss I was moving to be closer to family and completely taking a different direction in my career. And I wrote out the note because I knew I was going to get emotional. We both cried. And she wrote on the note, I refuse to accept that you're leaving us with a little smiley face. And she just said she was so grateful. She had something to respond to. And it broke the ice and just made it clear that I respected her. She respected my decision. And she told me later it was just so nice that I took the time to thank her in writing. So so one piece of this, of taking the time to write out this note, is that you're taking the time to schedule time with your boss. Like I mentioned, I think it's really disrespectful to bust in your boss's office on your time so that you can tell your new company that you're ready to start in two weeks. Make sure you warn your boss. I really like it when I either get a text or a message. All you need to say is something like, I have something important and personal I need to speak with you about before the end of the day, and your boss will know. But you owe it to them to warn them a little bit if it's not in a traditional time frame that you normally meet, like your one-on-one or something like that. But I can't tell you how frustrating it is to think that you're going to have a normal conversation with one of your direct reports that turns into a holy crap, I have to figure out what I'm going to do now that I have to replace someone. And I get it. That's part of being the manager. That's part of their job. But if you respect someone, you don't catch them off guard like that. Just spend a little time and get it on their calendar and prepare them a little bit. And that gets to our second point, and that's don't make quitting personal. I think we've all dreamed, at least I have, maybe I'm projecting a little bit here, but we've all dreamed of those movie scenes where we yell, I quit or light a match and run out of a burning building and just say, I'm done here. And it can just be so tempting to air dirty laundry or sometimes even to throw people under the bus. And I'm just astonished, like I mentioned, of how small the world is. And you just don't want to burn bridges when you leave. It's also really important those last two weeks that you are keeping to yourself that you're not bragging about where you're going. You don't talk about the money that you've made or the money that you're making. I am shocked when people talk about that. It is so disrespectful and unprofessional. And I'm seeing it more and more, I think, because of Glassdoor, LinkedIn, some of those tools that are so helpful 
with transparency in the workplace that are great. And I love that. I think we should talk more about that. But using it as a tool to diss your current employer is not helpful. That doesn't help people that you work with get raises. Just think about it in terms of the cliche about romantic breakups. It's not you. It's me. So when people congratulate you, don't say, yeah, I'm finally getting the raise that I wanted around here. Or people didn't respect me enough around here, so I had to leave to find the respect I deserve. It's not about the issues you have with your current job. It's all about the future. You made the decision to leave. You have to constantly remind yourself you're leaving and you're going to leave on good terms. On the flip side, you also have to remember that people will say things when you quit that you can't take personally. So often this has happened to me where people have said, I can't believe you stuck it out as long as you did. Or, wow, that's an amazing position. I don't know how you got that job. It's just kind of shocking that people's guard is down the second that they know that you're not going to be working with them anymore. Don't take that personally either. Almost everyone you're going to be working with is going to be happy for you and gracious, so don't let a snide comment get you down. And after all, you're not going to be working with them anymore. You're moving on, so you can rise above all of that. This is definitely where my trademark phrase, girls gossip, women work, comes into play. Those last two weeks are really tough. The last tip I want you to think about is that you really should not start your new job until your first day, and you should not quit your current job until your last day. It can be so tempting to move on to your new job in your mind, but remember your current employer is still paying you, and that new job isn't. A few times in my life, I've been asked to start reviewing materials or offer input on projects or write press releases for a new job. It's especially important to do this if you're moving to a new industry or trying out something completely different because you may make a mistake. And I think it's really tough to try and weigh in on something before you've started somewhere. And I think too often we even do that too quickly in a new job. We weigh in on stuff when we should say, I need 90 days before I can really develop the marketing plan for this entire department or before I suggest a completely new direction for this company or before I can say I'm completely confident in what I'm doing. The last two weeks in your current job will show who you really are professionally. You don't want how you act at the end to reflect poorly on your entire time at a company. And it's kind of like that dating relationship. You don't want that last few days in the breakup to be what people remember. You want them to remember your holistic time at the company, all of your amazing contributions. And if what they really remember is that you slacked off the last two weeks, that you quit and left them in a total mess then that's what they'll remember. And let me tell you as a manager, I don't forget that kind of stuff. When people have asked me for recommendations, I have said no. And I hate doing that. And I've only done that twice in my career. But I have flat out said I don't feel comfortable when people have come and asked me because you handled quitting so poorly. And it's really a reflection of someone's true integrity and character 
how they handled this whole process. Because like I said, it's not easy. And I don't think it will get easier. I think that companies expect a level of loyalty that's slightly unfair because they kind of want the same loyalty that our parents got when really incredible benefits like company vacations and amazing insurance and great retirement plans and incredible salaries and all of that stuff was just a guarantee and pensions. I mean, remember when pensions were a thing? Those things were just guaranteed and now those things are not. And yet they want the same kind of loyalty. And I often remind the women that I coach, you don't owe any company anything. Even women who've signed really intense contracts, it's usually pretty easy to get out of them. And you may have to review it with a lawyer or something like that. But at the end of the day, you own your time. And if you want to quit your job, you have the prerogative to do that. But if you want to get a job again or want to be known for being a strong worker, a smart worker, someone who can be relied upon, the way that you quit is so important. I just have so many examples of these, especially women right out of college, quitting quickly, not putting any thought into it, acting extremely entitled through the process, not thanking me at all, and just really putting a bad taste in my mouth through the whole thing. And as a manager, one of the things I've learned is I also have the power to say, you know what? I don't know if it makes sense for you to be here for two weeks because you're poisoning the well, you're causing toxic conversations to happen, and I kind of want you gone. And on the flip side, there's also been a handful of times where those last two weeks, people are a joy to be around. They're sad. I can tell they're starting to regret their decision, which I don't love either. As a manager, what I really want to see is someone grow. Ideally, I want to see them grow within my company. Ideally, I want to be part of that because that's what makes me a decent manager. I want to be part of their growth process. But I also recognize that not every company has growth opportunities for everybody. So you may have to move states or companies or industries or go back to school or do something completely different. And therefore, I won't be a part of it. And that's totally understandable and fine. Slightly disappointing as your manager, especially if I've hired you. I feel like a mama bear when that happens. But because I care about people, I'm usually really happy for people. I can only think of a couple of times I've been really frustrated, and it's because it's been handled pretty poorly. So just to recap, the first thing I want you to acknowledge is that quitting is hard. It's super tough. Acknowledge that you're going to feel all the feelings. It's emotional. It's exhausting. You need to accept that this is a time in your life you're going to need a lot of support. You're going to need to take good care of yourself. You're going to need more sleep, more exercise. You're going to need to eat well. And you're going to need a break between those two jobs if you can swing it. 
And it's going to be hard and that's okay because guess what? Most of us are going to have to do this a lot. So maybe we'll get good at it by the 12th time that we have to quit our jobs. And then the first thing I want you to do is write that resignation letter. Just because it's 2019 does not mean you shouldn't have to do that. And one really cool thing is all you have to do is Google resignation letter template and you can quickly refine it, add a little blurb about your boss, about how amazing they are. And one thing that's really nice about that is your boss will easily be able to forward it to their boss. And then they're not going to be so bitter towards you. They're going to feel like, okay, while this person is moving on, it's not about me, even if it is. But that goes to the second point. Don't make it about your boss. You've decided to move on. Even if your boss is super toxic, nuts, they're the reason that you're leaving and you've decided, I can't change this person and this place is toxic. This is not the time to air that dirty laundry. Maybe it would be worth sharing that in an HR exit interview, but it is not the time to share that when you actually quit, when you give your two weeks notice. In an appropriate setting, like an HR exit interview, it might be, but it is not worth sharing that when you quit. Do not make it personal. It's business. It's quitting. It's moving on. It's about the future. It's about an exciting new opportunity for you and your own personal brand and your career future. And lastly, don't quit before your last day, whatever that is. Finish strong. Show them who you are. Do your job until the very last minute. And then don't start your new job until the very first day. They're not paying you. They don't get you until that very first day. I wish you the best of luck. This is really tough. And I think that it's something that as you do it, you work it up in your mind that it's going to be so much worse than it is. It's always going to be better. It's always going to be better. In some ways, it's going to be harder. A few of the people that I've had to tell have surprised me. They've been tougher than I thought. Some of the folks that I thought would be really hard on me weren't. It's just a surprising process. It's just part of life. But I know that you're capable and I know that you can do it. Good luck. Thank you for listening to Livelihood. Please share this episode with your friends and be sure to follow Livelihood on Instagram and join the Livelihood community group on Facebook. You can always find more info and episodes on livelihoodwithaway.com.